0: Night Cage Fight.
1: Someone's gonna steal a the Declaration of Independence. Steal the
0: Declaration. The treasure of the night Temple is the treasure of all treasures. Oh, I didn't know
2: that. Really? My no, just- oh, that, oh man, that's deep. That's, that's yeah. That's, that's kind of sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, we just watched another Nicolas Cage movie because that's what we do right we just watched racing with the moon from paramount pictures it was released in 1984 also known as the year of oh god they're watching me 1984 uh, It was written by steve cloves who would go on to write the scripts for the harry potter movies interesting and it was directed by richard benjamin i love that name it, it sounds so refined I actually, I met him at a yacht party one time, and he got upset when I called him Dick Binge. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, Kevin, if I say Dick Binge, what's the first thing that comes to your mind?
2: Uh, I don't know. Exhaustion?
0: Exhaustion? <laughs> 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 uh, so... Richard Benjamin, Benjamin, Richard Benjamin, who's also apparently a successful TV actor, uh, appearing in literally nothing I've seen before, except for the original Westworld movie, (laughs) and Children's Hospital with Rob Corddry. Did you guys ever see that show on Adult Swim? No. No, it's Uh, it's really dark. It's a black comedy, I guess. It was pretty funny. But if we're talking about racing with the moon, I'm going to say this, it took me by surprise, it really did. Uh, it's a period drama set in the winter of 1942, 1943 in what's called Point Muir, California. It's a fictional town, I believe. And it's also Christmas time, which is so fitting, right, Stevie?
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the story follows Henry Hopper Nash, uh, played by Sean Penn, who's a young man in this movie. 17 years old, I believe. And he's dreading the future that waits for him and many young men at that time who have been called to fight in the war. Uh, Sean Penn, Sean Penn to me looks like Kevin's face on my body. (laughs) Which which is funny since Nick Cage looks like Steve's face on Kevin's body.
1: (laughs) That's actually accurate.
0: So it all works out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Praise be to Cage for that. <laughs> um, given the setting of the movie, I think it's obvious that our discussion tonight, it's, it's going to broach some pretty heavy, sensitive topics. Yeah. So I First, I just want to share my initial reaction, because I just finished the movie a couple hours ago. I think, Kevin, you literally just finished it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there were moments that got to me in this one. It's, a, it's sentimental in a way that's different from Rumblefish. It's a yeah. movie that I think a lot of fellow Americans would benefit from watching because mm. it's very straightforward in expressing what it means to grow up and fall in love in a time of war, in a time of uncertainty. It's heavy, man. And yeah. some of the performances in the movie, yes, are Saint Nicholas included, kind of touched me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I want to insert one thing. Real insert. Quick. I um, love when. Uh, I was going to wait until the end, actually, but you mentioned the disclaimer of kind of hitting some Tebby topics. Tebby? So on that note, yeah, some heavy topics about oh, I, this movie. I thought
0: you mixed uh, Taboo with Heavy. Tebby.
1: Tebby. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Um, so on that note, a little a little, uh, you know, trivia on this movie. It was originally okay. rated R. Um... They went back afterward to, due to some of the language and nudity and some of those heavier topics. Um, until they went back and contested it for a rating of PG, just like most Pixar movies.
0: Okay, okay, so they <laughs> they didn't make any changes to the film.
1: No, no, no. They just contested the rating, and they were like, hey, "All right, fine, whatever, PG."
0: Oh man, I love when they do that.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Like especially. So don't you're... be
1: don't be fooled by the rating because it was a different time.
0: It was a different time. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, what did you guys think about the movie, just in general? Your initial thoughts.
2: Um, I thought uh, I I really enjoyed the movie a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, just overall, if if you were to ask me about the movie, I would I would say, like uh, like, to compare it to. To well, I don't even want to compare it to any of the other ones, but but just to say, um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, I feel like this was a very well directed movie and everything. I, I think it was a I think it was a pretty good movie. I
0: agree. For sure. What do you think, Steve?
1: I mean, I think it came in from a much different direction than the first two movies we've watched. Yes. Um, uh, but overall, I, I I really I did enjoy it. There were points here and there. Uh-huh. But I questioned a little bit, okay. but for the most part, I I, I really liked it.
0: Gosh, we're always agreeing on things. It's starting to get old. I hope we. Yeah. I hope eventually we start to fight. You know, we got to have a cage battle <laughs> here soon, right?
1: <laughs> I, so, I mean, I do have. I do have a couple points. Good. Specific good. later on, but well, I want as you a to, general theme, it was, it was a good film. Oh, it wasn't garbage. I
0: want you to insert those points hard and aggressively into the conversation
1: i'm pretty good at inserting things hard and aggressively so (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: tonight (laughs) tonight i'm starting something new that i want to continue i call it the nick list essentially it's a list of things that nick does in each movie all right so now without further ado and when i say it i want there to be like an explosion like
1: tonight's nick
0: list (laughs) maybe in, in post i'll add that so, in Nicolas Cage's... Oh, I, think I do it in voice. Oh, I should. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds more... Uh, it just sounds more natural, <laughs> right? In Nicolas Cage's 1984 feature film, Racing with the Moon, Nicolas Cageless does the following. Nick Cage works with Sean Penn at a bowling alley as a pin setter and drinks on the job. A pin setter is someone who sets the bowling pins up so they can get knocked back down just like me in job interviews. Nick Cage states that since the only thing they're going to be doing soon is killing Germans and Japanesees, he's going to get as much tail as he can. And we know from Valley Girl, no one tells Nobody him who to score with. He's going to tell me who I can score with! Nick Cage bitches about the music at a restaurant because it reminds him of his aunt. I s- <laughs> and so many of his lines there just had to be ad-libbed. Nick Cage gets drunk and says, "Oh wowie!" he then he then does this stupid tap dance and says before he started drinking that he wasn't able to do that drunk Nick Cage tries to force a tattoo artist to tattoo an eagle on his chest, you know because America um, why didn't he just shave it again <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage knocks up Sally, his girlfriend, and then does whatever he can to get her to have an abortion. I mean, whatever it takes, <laughs> including trying to scam a bunch of sailors out of cash in an epic pool game and then driving his girlfriend s- while drinking to a back alley abortion clinic that looks like the set of <laughs> Trailer Park Boys. No.
1: Oh, that was a clean abortion. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a clean one. was a clean, one. clean abortion. Yeah. Yeah. Because all clean abortions take place in a trailer <laughs> in the middle of the woods.
0: <laughs> Nick Cage is acting in a war drill where he's supposed to be injured on a stretcher. And while he's being carried away, he just randomly grabs at girls' asses while going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that ends the list. Now
1: <laughs> You forgot about one really good one. Let's hear it. Tell in me. the very in the very beginning, whenever he yeah, punches, when yeah. they get in the fight, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he honks he honks the one girl. What is it? the The Gatsby boy, his girlfriend.
0: Oh, Gretchen, is that who's, Gretchen?
1: Who's covered in blood or whatever? After yeah, he yeah. gets punched he's, in the face, he, he just goes yeah. over and he's like wiping the blood off for sure. Then he just grabs her pit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I That was at the direction of the director. The director yeah. told him to do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm sure he didn't have any problem with that.
2: No, um, I I I had to rewind it a couple of times. Did,
0: did he just grab her tit? Yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> How did I miss that, guys? I think it was uh, so traumatizing. Know. That
1: was a good it, point. Was, it was yeah. quick. It was quick. It, yeah. was, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. I mean, it was literally like he was just sitting there, like wiping her off, and then like as the camera starts to go away, he's just like honk
2: honk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it was funny it, it uh, made
2: me it made me laugh yeah uh, i well, mean
1: honestly i think after like after they cut she was like nick what was that and he was like oh peter piper picked a pepper i didn't even know i did that oh <laughs> uh, well peter piper picked a pepper i guess i did oh i'm sorry
0: now what i like about this movie is nick cage does have a fair amount of screen time uh compared to sean penn's co-star elizabeth mcgovern who is great in this movie Mm -hmm. i I love this girl i love her i think she's fantastic in this she has that timeless classic look gorgeous Mm -hmm. dreamy blue eyes a great range in her acting abilities last thing i saw elizabeth mcgovern in was downton abbey and she's awesome in that show the whole cast is really uh it was awesome to see her in this movie yeah. Now Sean Penn. We'll talk about Sean Penn. Do you guys like Sean Penn? Have you seen him in other movies? Yeah,
2: I have. He he always seems to have that like don't don't fuck with me attitude. You know. Yeah, I I um, say he's
0: mastered the poker face. He's always got that yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, he's but always
2: he's, got that same face. But uh, I, he never takes I, it I, off I, either. I like him. I, I like him. He seems to uh he seems to do very well. Uh, in, well, I mean, but he always seems to do the same kind of yeah. bad boy at, you know, role.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's always like, kind of like this, the semi James Dean cool guy, you know, who it seems like the kind of roles that Nick Cage was trying to do before. Yeah. And sometimes actually I kind of sense with Ryan Gosling, it's like he's channeling a younger Sean Penn sometimes, but I do think Sean Penn was a good choice for the film uh the last movie i saw him in was called the tree of life by terence malik I, I doubt you guys have seen it uh he was also in a, another movie by terence Malick. it's a war film one of the best war films i think in my opinion called the thin red line and he was also kevin in a movie called dead man walking hmm. uh, and he plays mr <laughs> he's mr spicoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High with long bro hair. He talks like a bro. So he knows Nick, you know? Like, they definitely knew each other before this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So so what happens in Racing with the Moon? And by the way, it's a full moon tonight, fellas. You know that?
2: Really? Yeah. Oh my God, there's so many ways that this movie just fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fits.
0: It <laughs> yeah, fits. Yeah, it's
2: like
1: the, we, we chose the right night for this.
0: Yeah, we did, no matter how Steve inserts it. It fits. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: the opening of the movie—it's all train tracks and crane shots. My God, crane shots in the movie! Already, the budget is like twice that of *Valley Girl*. You know, when they're <laughs> when they're using cranes. Uh, the kids are smashing coins on the train tracks, and it kind of feels like—go ahead.
1: I was just, the, the whole opening seemed really kind of odd to me at first. Like that, just the beginning, the very. First couple minutes, okay. It just, I, I could tell right off the get-go that this movie was going to be a lot more surreal than the last couple of films we'd watched.
0: I wouldn't say surreal. I definitely think yeah. Rumblefish.
1: I, I mean they, they, that was kind of the feeling I had of that in the in the opening, though.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Is that it was
1: just going to be just really out there, you know? Because even Rumblefish, like in the beginning, it felt like it was really now it ended up being much more surreal. But in yeah. the beginning, it really seemed like it was going to be just a, a straightforward gangster kind of movie.
2: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: that one kind of went off in a different direction. I assumed uh-huh. this one was going to be much more surreal, and it ended up being a little less than I expected. I,
0: I didn't really know what to expect. I watched some of the trailer, but you know how trailers can give stuff away, so I didn't watch it all. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't really know what the tone was going to be. Because also, sometimes trailers are, are a little bit deceptive when it comes to tone. Uh, so, with the opening, I don't know, I thought it was very interesting, and it drew me in. Uh, and I wanted to know, you know, where the action was gonna lead. I, actually, it felt like, have you seen the movie Stand By Me? It felt like a prequel to Stand, yeah. Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, uh, movie opens, it, and it felt really cozy. Yeah, that, that's how, that's what I wrote. It felt cozy with the forest and the bluffs and the classical music just really nice until that asshole Sean Penn starts playing the boogie woogie on the piano and offends Mr. Arthur, his piano teacher, who runs out of the house all dismayed like Sean Penn just took a giant shit on the piano and started rubbing it in the keys. Remember that?
1: I liked how the score opened up. I, I, I was liking the, the, the Chopin lead in. And then, yeah. yeah, just like the sudden switch to like, I don't know what, uh, like jazz kind of music? Or yeah, what? boogie woogie. That's yeah. what you, that's what they called it, yeah. And then his
0: mom starts yeah. beating the shit out of him with the, <laughs> the kitchen towel. Why yeah, can't like... you Why can't you be a famous piano star like Stevie Wonder or Yoshi?
1: You need to be a valley boy.
2: <laughs> valley boy. Yeah, from 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 the get go, it was just seemed like, uh, oh, this is okay. This is typical Sean Penn, it, pretty early on. But typical mm-hmm. Sean Penn, I guess it it started a long time ago. So, <clears throat> you know, so so that, so I I you know. It was interesting to see what it went into after that because it actually, um, but but yeah. So as far as that goes, I with the with the piano playing, that's funny because uh-huh. I, I guess the I guess the uh, instructor was used to teaching little girls and stuff, and and yeah. then all of a sudden he's got he's got this bad boy that oh my god he can he can play like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis right. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then later you find out he's not that really that good. He says, but uh-huh. I, I think he, I think he's better than he leads on.
0: Yeah. But anyway, I agree. Yeah. And his teacher's yeah. like, I, I just, I can't, I can't teach someone like this. <laughs> I can't do it. This is blasphemy. No, because yeah. he's way too good. Because he's way too good. Is that? Do you think that's what it is? No, I. He's intimidated. I. I, I, I well,
2: yeah, and I, I don't know. He, I, I, the I, I guess, whole. Sorry. I guess it's just because he wanted to have the have control, and yeah. he lost control there for right, a second. Right, right, right. But, but anyway.
1: I just I, I, the whole the beginning, that whole piano scene, and everything that kind mm-hmm. of transpired over the next few scenes really confused me. Yeah. Um, because. I don't know if I'm really jumping ahead, but it wasn't too many scenes after that. that They're they're shit-talking the rich kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, weren't you just taking private p- piano lessons from a guy that was caught up of, you need to stick to the classics. You well, can't have good. any fun while playing. Stick to the classics. And they guy's a piano well, in his home, and he's shit-talking these rich kids like, man, you guys just don't get it. You gotta work hard. We're living in the slums out here. I, that is a good point. I thought he was. I thought he was a Valley Boy at the start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. I guess that I can, is a little out of place. But may, you know who knows? Maybe you know yeah. maybe maybe that was like the one thing he could get, and that's what he chose. I don't know. But then mm-hmm.
0: he, I guess, he shit on it in the end. But <laughs> yeah. But there's some important subtext from the get-go, especially in that scene, where let me see if I can explain it right. And if you guys can understand me, Sean Penn or Hop, you you know, his parents are, or especially his mom, you know, you play this way, you do it this way. These are our expectations of you. You need to fit the mold. And by breaking that mold, it introduces, it, it reminds them of the uncertainty that is the time. That is, you're going to be drafted. You're going to go to war and potentially be killed. Your life may be cut short. And so by creating this structure is a way for them to deny or ignore the reality of what's really happening. And I I think we see this play out in a number of ways, in a number of scenes in the movie. Because Hop is is especially uh, living in a kind of denial. A denial of the future.
1: So you're saying, in a way, it's kind of like a metaphor for like you just need to keep your head down and like exactly, huh?
0: yeah, that's yeah, exactly what I'm that. saying. Yeah, yeah, I I yeah. think that's there in that scene. Yeah. So we meet Nick Cage at the bowling alley, and he's his name's Nicky, and he just he just wants to get laid. Surprise. But the...
1: <laughs> I feel like his characters in all three of the last movies have been fairly consistent.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Regardless of the changes of like the, the drastic changes of, of movies themselves, uh-huh. he has been pretty much the same character every time.
0: Yeah. In a way, I, yeah, you're right. There's definitely some crossover there. So the girl he's trying to love tenderly requires a double date to go out. So Sean Penn has to bring another chick right
1: Nope. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and, and by the way did you guys like the cars in the movie the old cars you know the oldie old old oldsmobiles that looked like a P.T. Cruiser had sex with a Batmobile you like those things
1: so, so was that not like was that was that the car at the time I was really confused throughout all of this because they, like even though I read the description that it was in 1942 it, it was it was never really a very good mention as to what was going on or where the where the movie was in time kind of had to figure it out from some of the subcontext and that took what do you a while mean you didn't film. know
0: what you, it took place in 1942 43 right
1: we understood that because we read the description without oh that there was no way to know it without picking up on subtle hints
0: throughout oh okay yeah. there wasn't any text or anything I no I guess no, there mm-hmm. no there was
1: no there was no like clear indicator as to what the timeline was yeah i knew it already from reading it but i uh-huh. kind of like yeah i tried to forget everything going into the movie and going into right. it like as fresh perspective as like okay
0: Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know, you know, when you hear that there's a war, it's going to be, it's very limited which war it's going to be. And then it's kind of fun. I find it fun trying to place where the events are, but I I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, trying that's to where it threw on. me off,
1: because I even made a note, like, the very first time they were sitting outside, and they started talking about, like, the Germans and the Japs, and, the, and I was like... I just need to be killing Germans and Japs, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Where is that coming from?" Like,
2: you're 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 saying at the beginning of the movie, there there was no like subtitle or anything that said said uh, whatever 1942 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I I saw something that said that. I thought oh, really? I did too. There was at one. Okay, point, so the, maybe
1: yeah. I just missed it then.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I and yeah, and I I know it was
1: 1942,
0: and I don't even remember what else it said. It it might have said where. Or yeah. Whatever. Uh, no, okay. I remember. I remember. It's when Nick Cage grabs that chick's tit, and she goes, oh, "It's 1942." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where it was.
1: Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah. Man,
0: I'm
2: fi- I'm glad you remember that. Now that he yeah, that's it. what he
1: was focused on. He was focused on <laughs> their, her screaming. It's 1942. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I <he> didn't notice the <laughs> yeah. tit grab. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: well, <laughs> sa- right. Says a lot about yeah. says says a yeah, lot. Exactly. About so, obviously, yeah. we need to get our minds out of the gutter and be yeah, more attentive right, to right, her right. face. It's, yeah. it's not 1942 anymore.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Need to tell Nick Cage that. Yeah, uh.
0: but he's going to war. <laughs> They're both going to war, and and I started to wonder if this movie was eventually going to go the Full Metal Jacket route, or the Saving Private Ryan's all you can eat buffet now permanently closed in Marietta, Ohio. I didn't know you know which way it was going to go. Did you guys get that joke? <laughs> no. Saving private Ryan's all you can oh, eat my buffet. God.
2: Yeah, I got oh, it. God, I don't know a... why I didn't get it, but I got it now. Gosh, that's <laughs> terrible.
0: It's only like eight people are gonna get that. That's true. Uh, and eighty I people to, are gonna yeah. decide not to listen to this crap anymore. So eventually, Hop, Sean Penn catches sight of Caddy. That's Elizabeth McGovern's character. She works at the movie theater, right? She's like doing Tai Chi at the ticket booth or something. Why did I write that down? But she also works at the library. Is that right?
1: Yeah, she seems to work at a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I mean,
0: Hop does some almost creepy things to get her attention, like following her to the bus and jumping on the back of it. But, <laughs> but in the context of the film, it makes sense. You know, in uh, the time in which it's set, this stuff makes sense. Plus, she's a Gatsby girl. I mean, the dudes go crazy for Gatsby girls. Don't you go I'm crazy sorry. for Gatsby girls?
1: There's one note I forgot to mention from from, from trying to find the date, right? All right? Nick says, what what Nick says to, to, to Hopper, or whatever, Hoppy, Hopper? Yeah, Hop. Hopper. Yeah, hop. hop. He says, I need you to bring another girl, it needs to be a double date. Because you know what, it doesn't matter. As long as it looks like a girl, it's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that line? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's true
0: out of me. oh that's a good one also there was uh the one character Gretchen who's talking about some hot dude but she says something like uh well if, if he wasn't my cousin i would totally go with him
1: yeah.
0: did you catch that was one? that
1: was that wasn't that uh, trump's cousin
0: <laughs> what
1: <laughs> trump, <laughs> president trump wasn't that was not his cousin why do you if why not you... my cousin i would do him
0: why do you have to bring Trump into this?
1: I don't know, God because I had, it just seemed appropriate. If it wasn't his daughter, he'd do her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. So Hop and Nikki, Hop and Nikki, they think that Caddy's rich. They think she's rich because she's, she's like living at Richie Rich's house. But it turns out she's not. Her mom's just a maid for the owners there. So, let's see. Hop uh, lies about his family. He says that his dad's a fisherman, when his dad is really a grave digger, which is somewhat metaphorical and interesting. I really liked...
1: And a Dave Matthews song.
0: What? Which one? Which part of it?
1: <laughs> grave digger! Never mind, forget oh,
0: it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll have to play a clip from that. Um, but I really liked his dad's character. I thought it was so interesting how he was written. But you also get the sense that Hop is kind of like a punching bag. He's like the butt of a lot of jokes. Um, And it's so... You feel bad for him almost. But it's so well done in expressing that teenage anxiety of meeting girls, getting stuck with the wrong one, Um, that feeling of reality really closing in on you. And then Nick Cage says something like, Did you know the Nazis invented this thing that blows your dick off? I like that part. Uh,
1: I just, I, th- I, thought it was funny at this stage of the movie. I mean, they, this is they've got the gatsy girl. I mean, valley girl. I mean,
0: yeah, whatever they, yeah, and, whatever they are.
1: And of course, you know, two to, you know, city boys just trying, just, just looking to, you know, looking to what? Looking, looking to score. Looking to score. That's
0: right. Mm. Score. So my favorite scene. And this is serious. My favorite scene was when Hop takes Caddy to this old burned-out bar. It's just a loft with a with an old piano in it, and oh, he God. he teaches her to play along with him.
2: Yeah, unbelievable.
0: It's a beautiful scene. Yeah. <laughs> now
1: that whole thing started with them with them having a conversation about going to see his dad's graveyard. Right? And then the next thing you know, they're at his dad's secret clubhouse, which I'm pretty sure was the, the house that they used for the orgy in Rumblefish.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Man. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just, just a really great scene. The way it was shot, the acting. I, I liked uh, the buildup, and when Caddy... Is leaving, and you have the backdrop where you can see outside the ocean in the background, and the music, and it's just a beautiful scene. Like seriously, watch this movie, watch that scene; it's it's brilliant.
1: Now, to, but to go back to your point of like maybe it, maybe this is part of the whole metaphorical thing, but all of the sudden, in the middle of this scene, he's all about the Chopin. Before he couldn't be bothered mm-hmm. with it; he wanted to get in his yeah. his jazz and his fun stuff. But he's yeah. all about he's all about the classical because he wants to hit that rich girl
0: yeah right you're right he has these preconceived ideas of of how rich girls are and what they're into and what they're taught to like yeah so you're right absolutely uh let's see oh yeah and then of course you have the scene where hop shows her his special place and it's that what is it called the clearing
1: why do i it's like a I thought like, it's a lake or something. It's a lake. A yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lake. I thought it had a name. Yeah. But, um, and that was very romantic. He gets her to to get in with him and they get naked. And...
1: Yeah, he's like, just take your clothes off. And she's like, yeah. her face just, I mean, okay, sure, why not? Yeah. Sure, I'll get naked yeah. In the middle of the winter and get in the freezing pond, which, mind you, this was actually shot in the winter. And it was freezing cold. Was and it? They committed. Did they? This is, yeah. I, I feel like it's a good time to talk about.
2: So, what was her name? El- Elizabeth McGovern.
0: Elizabeth McGovern. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She, she is she was such a good actress in this
1: movie. Oh my god. She she goes. The from, better than the Girl she, from Valley Girl.
2: She goes from showing, like how 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 a girl can go from like, just like playing a guy completely mm-hmm. to to and and, act, and and just seeming like like he has no chance in the world. Yeah. And to, to going from that to somebody totally different that is just so um, vulnerable right. to this guy and and just seems like a totally different person just because she opened up to him. Yeah. And it's just it, it that is it it's incredible acting I yeah, think and, I agree. and and directing
0: probably. Right. Right. And it makes sense, because you're, I think your instinct is to think, oh my god, you just met this guy, and now you've already gotten to this level. But you have to remember that always in the shadow, you have lurking this war, and you don't oh, know... we I thought
1: you were going to say Valley Girls are DTF.
0: <laughs> because Valley Girls are DTF, and so are Gatsby Girls. Everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, but the war just, it means so much because no one knows, no one knows how it's going to end, you have to remember that, you know, no yeah. one knows where it's going, and, it, and parents are sending their sons to go fight and die, and you just, you have this, this, uh, such an emotional uh, compulsion that you just want to do everything, you know, like, I want to experience every part of life, because what happens next, I don't know, it could yeah, be the end for me. That might be
1: me. the end of it, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I feel like there's there's an analog with the women too. You know, also, at first, yeah, yeah. the women are like, well, I can't, or the girls, I can't connect with anybody. I don't want to connect because I don't know if, if, if they're going to stay with me. I don't know what's going to happen, but at the same time, maybe this is the best time to do it, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. this is the only time to really do it. And it just makes for great drama. And everything about that in this film is just fantastic. So there's my rant.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I see what I see what you mean. So basically, um, it the the setting goes with uh, goes with what I just said. Basically, it can just change their their uh, change the way they're they're trying to be drastically just because of what's going on all of a sudden they decide hey this might be the only chance i get i need to not be so uptight yeah and yeah so yeah yeah, that's just crazy it 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 really worked out well i think of it yeah there's Mm -hmm. so many ways that that this was a really smart film i think
1: Mm -hmm. so to combat that who was the guy that she brought to the roller ring
0: uh Michael? Just, Michael? Michael, is that right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what 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 is what is Michael's character? What is Michael's relationship? I mean they never really yeah. mentioned that.
0: Oh, okay. This is one of your criticisms, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I mean there's just there's just this. I mean, she's clearly like playing up the whole I'm a valley girl, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got I've got this I've got my Tommy here, you know, okay. do something about it.
0: Yeah. <sighs> um, I
2: bet.
1: It, they didn't lead
2: into it, but I, I I it seems like maybe maybe that guy just started hanging out with her at that particular event.
1: Yeah. They seem then, to have somewhat of chemistry together. I mean they, they came in together, they, they seemed they seem to know each other fairly well. I mean I don't think right. it was somebody they had just met.
0: Well but, but again I, I could was,
1: see maybe like a relative. Maybe that's her cousin, mm, brother, or somebody else from yeah, her maybe. slave you house. Know, I don't know.
0: Men and women <laughs> men courted women in a different way back then. A different dynamic. That's true.
1: That's true. Okay. So
0: I and I just I never really considered that, um, but I think that his sole purpose was to create contrast for Hop. It was like, you know, Hop. You remember he compares himself and says, "So who is this guy, Michael? Who is he? You know, is he a boyfriend or what?" He's trying to measure if he he's trying to see if he measures up. Essentially, he's
1: basically like Steve Rogers. And
0: and I think I think he knows he doesn't just with with what he sees and what he thinks because he thinks she's a gatsby girl he thinks he doesn't measure up but he doesn't care he doesn't care he's still going to go for it you know and that's it's trying to express that side of his character that's what i think so uh,
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: but i understand i understand your point trust me yeah uh let's see we got the so what was it? The drill scene where they're out in the field and they're pretending like there was a battle, and they they got like the record. No,
1: but but before that though, before okay, that they ahead. went out drinking.
0: All right, they went out drinking.
1: Yeah, they went out drinking. That's when that's when we got the nice the nice perfect cagey cage out moments. The drinking moments are always great for for for, for the cage. Yeah, you know, they're just walking down the road and fuck them, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man
1: you know and what? Then, and that was when that was when Rick Cage is really pushing his whole his whole agenda where he's telling him you know he's telling he's telling Hopper who he can score with and how he can score you know yeah
0: yeah man that's you know what I think I lost a good portion of my notes so give me a second to get yeah. my laptop where I wrote this down because I copied and pasted it and I think I I think I lost a lot of it shit yeah yeah man, I I I copied and pasted over
1: a bunch of scenes.
0: So you're gonna have to, you guys are gonna have to help walk me through this here. So yeah, okay, remind me of the scene. So they're at the bar. Yeah, they're at the bar.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're I feel like, so we, we kinda jumped around on a couple of points that 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 I had made in my notes, but um Okay. Most of them weren't really all that important. They were just kind of notes for me to remember the yeah. whole Sure. Plot of the movie as we went through, so I skipped a bunch of them. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, I, we gotta go. Uh, yeah, we just gotta get to the. Uh, <laughs> we gotta get to that drill. So, just if you could yeah, fill okay. in that part before that. So then.
1: basically, uh, yeah. Basically, they were just at, they were just out drinking, and like the drinking part was kind of short, but like, um, there was the the. Blula, they were just trashed just trash drunk
0: yeah oh walking yeah down
1: the road and you know Cage just don't have a nice cage out moments so, of you know just fuck them fuck you
0: know? <laughs> oh and, uh, uh,
1: hopper hopper hop is hop is, it, is uh yeah you know trying to stop him and he's like man you gotta you gotta chill out man you gotta chill out man whenever you yeah. drink too much your brain goes soft you know that's right you just not thinking man <laughs> you know i i think yeah. that was when he had his wowie moment too okay yeah. yeah that was that was his whole wowie
2: yeah 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 right when he walked into that joint with the uh i think right when we walked into the tattoo parlor maybe
1: yeah 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 wow <laughs> <laughs> wowie. Uh, he was just remembering his wowie whistle from valley girl <laughs> yeah he was like this director is not as much fun
2: Wonder if uh, wonder wonder if the weenie whistle on Santa on the Santa Claus is like a uh, a ripoff of the wally whistle or vice versa.
0: I have here the original weenie whistle. Here's how you play it. Why wasn't Nick Cage the Santa Claus?
1: I don't know. The so way. then, you so see, yeah. Then they're in the, the they're in the train uh, or the tattoo the tra- tattoo parlor. Right?
0: Yeah, right. You, let's talk about the tattoo parlor. What do you think?
1: <sighs> Man, I just That tattoo parlor that, that was rough, and I understand that that the times have changed a lot since then, but uh-huh. the way the way that Nick went into this guy, yeah. I mean, so. <sighs>
0: You mean like how aggressive he was about getting tattooed? Yeah, it's
1: just how aggressive he was to this yeah. guy. And I understand there was the the alcoholism, but yeah. again,
0: the dude knew and, he was and, drunk. Yeah.
1: And this was this was the only, this was the like the only black guy I saw the entire film.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, good point.
1: Yeah. All right. And, and, uh,
0: okay, spit it out.
1: Why? I, I, just the the comments that he made. You know, are you here for tattoos or advice, man? Get in the back of the bus. You can't charge me. You know. You right. wouldn't understand the bird of freedom. You know, <laughs> it was just it was just really Uh-huh. I, again I think maybe a bit of a metaphor for for the times, perhaps, of of what it is that they're you know, they're out there saying that they're fighting for freedom, they're fighting for freedom and to, to be able to have this drunken almost brawl okay. with, with with an African American about the concepts of freedom and he's saying like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. You guys are drunk, you guys are stupid and he's like, You don't understand what freedom is and he's like, Listen here, son <laughs> You don't understand what you're doing.
0: Yeah, so you're saying there's you think there's some racial undertones in that scene. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: yeah. And I, I think from a director's standpoint it was really interesting how how they kinda did that. How this this oh. was the only the only black character in the entire movie uh-huh. was to make a point about the true concepts of freedom. Okay. And, and, yeah. what it, and what it means and what it means to you as an individual fighting in the military.
0: All right. Wow. I never would have thought that, but it makes sense to me. It's something to, yeah. to consider. Yeah. 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 <clears throat>
1: and I think it's it's
0: also – it's important to note that our generation, I think, <clears throat> we don't think that about, like, that's the only black guy in the movie mm-hmm. um, or, because it just – I don't know. It's not a surprise to us. But maybe back then, people were more prone to uh, being aware of that.
1: You know. I think in the same sense, though, in this in this generation. I mean, it's not the fact of, like, oh, my God, there's a black guy on the TV. But to us nowadays, it's like, why is that the only one? You know, so it's a different type of perception, I would feel like. But, I just, yeah. you
0: know, black or not, I just, I don't trust a tattoo artist who isn't covered in tattoos himself. That's true. So... The other thing I wanna say is in in that scene, my god, did you see Nick's abs? Dude, our hey, old boy's been working out for this. Yeah, he was built. So I gotta applaud him for that. I think he knew that eventually he was gonna be in Ghost Rider. So he was getting a head start on getting that physique. (laughs) So are we now at the the drill scene?
1: So well uh, the last thing after after they went th- after they left the tattoo parlor, they mm. decided to go and, and race a train. Oh drunk.
0: Gotta yeah. race the train, race to yeah. China. Yeah, he's like,
1: we gotta race the train. It's tradition, man. He's like, but we're drunk, man. We're gonna get hurt.
0: Man, this is one of the most important scenes. Yeah. Yeah. When they race the train.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I did forget one other key point from my notes, uh, on the on the tattoo artist. As they left God, freaking tattoo artist. C- Cage said he's probably some kind of Nazi. Again, yeah, further yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't
0: know how that would work. But, uh...
1: So, anyways, they head out. They head out to their their, their train race, right? Where yeah. they're where they're um. Drunkenly trying to what they they stand there and they wait for the train to come at them and then they jump out of the way they run up alongside of it and try to grab a hold of one of the rails
0: yeah just
1: ride it for a while and jump off yeah
2: and I'll
0: tell you so, what the uh, train the train is the train is the war the train is life you know the train yeah. is a symbol. For this movie, I thought that no.
2: motherfucker Cage was dead. <laughs> he
1: was fucking dead. I did too, actually. I thought it was gonna be just this awkward end of him. Oh, you be like, yes. well, fuck.
0: I totally thought that, that Cage was gonna die in this movie at the beginning. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, so he's the, you know, buddy-buddy guy who's all like, oh, you think you can be a Marine? This is the one who's gonna go to war and get fucking killed.
2: Yeah, his fucking, uh, his emotions were too out of control. There's, no, yeah, I thought there was no way he mm. was gonna make it.
0: Yeah. And yeah. he
2: probably goes on to die in the war. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, that, that, uh,
0: who knows? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, right? They never made a sequel yeah.
0: that I know of. But it's during that train scene where Nikki reveals that Sally is pregnant yeah. and he knocked her up.
1: Yeah, it was like right after. I mean, we, yeah. they went from like laughing and having fun to like just straight depression. Where <laughs> afterwards, they're just walking down, and he's like, Dude, what's wrong with you? And he goes, Sally's pregnant, man. Sally's pregnant. Like, Jesus Christ, Nikki. Jesus
0: Christ, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even use anything?
1: I like when he said that. You don't even use you're anything? Just, like, you
0: you're know. You're just lucky,
1: Hoppy. You did the same thing as me. You're just lucky, Hoppy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good scene. I mean, I got to I got to say you know, some of Nick's acting isn't bad in this film. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. This
2: yeah, the his role in this film reminded me a lot of like uh and I think it's safe to say by now we've talked about it enough but uh-huh. Face I off? think I think this actor and the last and and the actor of Rumble, well or not actor, I'm sorry, this director and uh the, the director of uh, Rumblefish, which was his uncle, I guess. But um, anyway, yeah. they both had had a really it, it was it was really smart to make him a not, you know, not make him the main star in the film, yeah. because I think he works really well mm-hmm. co-starring. I don't I don't think uh, I don't think he needs to be the main guy. It's OK. Well, you know, you need a break from him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You can't have Cage the whole time. <laughs> right, right, that, right. So I, I think yeah. that was pretty smart.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think the directors or the casting uh, people knew um, how to draw on his strengths. Here's what I really think happened, okay? Nick really wants to be the star at this point. This is my theory. He wants to be the Sean Penn and that's probably mm-hmm. what he auditioned as but the thinking is okay you're not you're not the Sean Penn yet but you have these skills in your acting you you basically have these tools that we can utilize in the movie and it's it's kind of like if you do it well enough if you exceed the expectations of what we're asking for you as a character then you're going to upstage you're going to upstage the lead, and if you do that, that's I think that's how you then get the like really high level, the, basically the main role. You know what I'm saying? Like it's an opportunity to get the the co-star role because in that role you ha- you have the opportunity to upstage the main role.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. But uh, he just yeah. he, he hasn't he hasn't made it to that level I think yet. Right, he's
1: not the actor that they that they need. He's the actor that they deserve.
0: But I think he worked
1: so even even way better in
2: this movie, just because of, he the the role that uh, he was given. Okay. With being with being a drunk and everything. Yeah. That it was so smart by the director if they if they knew anything about him and how he yeah, how, how he, he gets you drunk? know just flips out and says really <laughs> just does really crazy shit because he's yeah. a drunk. I mean, it worked right. out really well. Right. I mean, it was it was pretty smart. It if was going to
0: have him in the film. It was believable.
1: Right, yeah, I think I made a, a note somewhere of, of questioning whether or not he had started his drug habits at this point in his career or not.
0: <laughs> the world. I do feel
1: like his role in Rumblefish kind of helped to prepare him for this a little bit, though. It yeah. seems like he's kind of he dwelt a little bit on his character there, and. I you know, I'm gonna sicken myself for saying it, but improved upon it.
0: <laughs> oh, I you can definitely see the improvement from Valley yeah. Girl to Rumblefish and now to uh, Well remember Chasing... Rumblefish
1: was actually recorded prior to Valley Girl. But
0: I keep forgetting that. Yeah. I know,
1: it's yeah, yeah, it's odd.
0: Well, anyway, still there's there's definitely an improvement
1: from yeah, the previous definitely. film. Definitely. Definitely. Um,
0: yeah. And whether that's all nick nicky or the direction, you know, who knows. But he did a really great job yeah. in this movie, I think, and it fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, where were we in our little? Story so yeah, that here?
1: was that was basically the end of the, the that whole scene. You get the, the, we kind of fast forward to apparently the morning where he's hanging, uh, where Hoppy is hanging out of the graveyard. I, did you think that somebody died? I assumed at first that Nick died or somebody died that was important. Turns out it's mm-hmm. just his dad's job. You just yeah. stop by to see dad at work.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I assumed it was d- didn't. Uh didn't hop
1: and, um,
2: cat, what was her name? Cannon? They were out.
1: No, the hopping, hopping, uh, Nick were out, out last the night. That was the reason they were drinking. They, they made some comment about how somebody, somebody that they died. knew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody that went to the service had died. Yeah. I, that's think, it was, burying that morning. I think it was that's one right.
0: of their, one of their old buddies.
1: Yeah. 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 Yep. But I was, it was at this moment. He's out there talking to his dad, you know, his dad's like, you know, early morning or late night, oh, late night, man, Parents in the 80s were really chill. Yeah. Yeah. Valley girl parents and and these parents just some really chill parents in the 80s. Well, I mean, it was the
0: 40s. supposed to be the the 40s.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, sure, sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: So are we at the drill yet? Are we at the damn drill?
1: So, uh, yeah, I think he leaves that and that's when they head over to the drill.
0: All right. The drill. They're all in the field. And uh, the teachers, I guess, or I don't know who they are, but the adults are playing a record with war sounds and they're supposed to act like it's a battle. And you have the nurses who are acting like they're uh, giving medical attention to the soldiers. And you got Nick Cage on the stretcher grabbing women's asses, like I said, go, oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> <laughs> and th- that's after they, yeah. they change the record to the boogie woogie music, right? yeah and yeah. <clears throat> that's just a setup so that sean penn can find elizabeth mcgovern and have the fake blood on him and scare her
1: now the one thing that was interesting to me in this whole thing and i don't know if this was a symptom of the time period as well but you made a mention earlier they they enlisted they chose to to, to join the military this wasn't like a, a draft kind of thing from my understanding.
0: No, I think but it at was. At this
1: point. Huh, I'm sorry?
0: No, I think it was a draft. It was that
1: Do you I, I, normally get drafted and, like, you know that, like, I don't know, I mean, I haven't lived through a draft, but is it like you get, you just know, six months in advance, like, oh, yeah, we're going to be, you know, leaving to go to there, so I'm just going to go ahead and quit school and, you know, just get ready to go to war.
0: That's uh,
1: how it works, yeah. or?
0: Yeah, I think at that time, the way communication worked, they had a pretty fair heads up. And it seems like they did have the ability to choose what service they were going into, but son, I, you're going to war. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe then. What I, you, I, uh, I kind of was more under the understanding that they, they had made the choice to go, but that would make a lot more sense if they were if they were drafted. It was just, I guess, it was never really well spelled out.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, maybe they could just choose what they were, what branch they were going in. It seemed yeah. like they could. Right.
1: Okay. I mean, they seem to have some of the, you know, they seem to have some, uh, I don't know, affiliation to the branch that they were going into, and, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up to some of the, the later points of picking fights with other other branches and whatnot. So no, I guess I, I just mean, assumed they were more, I don't know, uh, self-choice kind of thing.
0: But they weren't, they, but Nikki and, and Hop, huh, were not patriotic dudes really they they just wanted they just wanted to grow up like regular kids so it was definitely uh, it was definitely compulsory
1: I don't know there were were moments that tried to play them off as, as patriotic as you know trying to do well, and maybe it was just more of a uh, of a symptom of the time, you know, that you know, doing your, your due diligence and doing what you needed to do, that kind of thing. Um and maybe that's yeah, just yeah. misinterpreting that more as as yeah. As a choice to enlist instead of um, just needing to make do with it.
0: You know, I just think when you're forced into doing something that you don't want to do or you're afraid to do, then you start to try to convince yourself. You try to, to justify it to yourself. You know.
1: Yeah. And... Well, and I guess I think that's the part that what really confused me then is 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 the is the next scene, you know, when 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 old old girl takes him. Well, know, that's okay, what I've been to...
0: that's what I've been trying right. to get to for the last.
1: All right, sorry. That's all yeah, right. Yeah, go for it.
0: Go ahead though. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, you know, he goes and he meets her at the library, you know, and yeah, joking around and covered in blood and acting like yeah. he's hurt and whatnot.
0: Yeah, he's in fake blood from the drill. Yeah. He looks injured. And he frightens her. You know, she's visibly shaken by this. But she's smart. She's smart. And so what she does is she kind of, like, tricks him, I guess. She tricks him. Would you say tricks him? Or just leads him to see the wounded soldiers at the hospital uh, where he talks to a guy with a missing leg who gives gives Hop a kind of wake-up call about what's to come. You know, this is war, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I sobered up during this scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's an important scene. And again, yeah. for some good acting. I forget what that actor's name is, but I, I swear I've seen, seen him in other movies. But uh, yeah. he was good. Yeah, he did look familiar. Yeah, yeah, was he the guy from... Oh my gosh, that <laughs> he wasn't in a Tarantino movie, was he? I'm going to look this up right now.
1: Yeah, I've got it up, so it's like...
0: well
1: maybe it
0: wasn't you don't know Michael Michael Madsen yeah oh my gosh Michael Madsen yeah Yeah. of course it's just he just looked he's younger he's younger but it's funny because his character in the movie says can you guess how old I am because he's supposed to look older yeah 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 Michael Madsen is awesome and he's he was great in that scene as well
1: um, that was one of his earlier films as well. I mean, he had yeah. only started his career maybe a couple of years earlier. Wow. This was maybe his yeah. fourth or fifth appearance.
0: And then we get Nick Cage singing at the bowling alley. Tangerine. You remember that?
1: Tangerine. Yeah, Tangerine. Oh, yeah.
0: My, dude, the, the guy could... He has,
1: he has the best dance moves.
0: Dude, he couldn't carry a note if he had to go to war and get his dick blown off by the Nazis.
1: No, because
2: it's
0: the same as when he talks. You don't really want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, in the dance, like you said. Yeah. Oh. So, Henry Hop, he he agrees.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> the boss. Why do I let you work here? Yeah. Cause I'm the best, man. No, you're not. Oh. oh. Jet. Well.
0: Faster than me, I'm the best you got. No, you're not. Oh. Well, then you got me, boss. I guess I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I laughed at that, too. Uh, Henry agrees to help Nikki get money for Sally's abortion. So then we get the scene where they try to con the sailors at the bar in a game of pool with uh, Monopoly money, I think is what it was.
1: <laughs> Something like that. Yeah,
0: some kind uh, of fake game money. Yeah. And that, w- that was a cool scene. I thought that was really cool. The whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that that whole like, uh, um, that whole thing. It was it was really, it was really intense.
0: Was oh one yeah, of, like the
1: most intense scenes of the entire. You're movie.
0: right. A yeah. great a great use of tension in that scene. Yeah. And then, uh, and man, when they mess it up and they got a GTFO out of there. <laughs> You know, well, that's
1: the point I was good at too is like they they really just did they seem to have it out for the navies you know the Navy guys yeah and and there's always been like a big contention between the marines and the Navy so like right. between that and coupled along with like the, his reaction from from his girlfriend when, when 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 she took him to see you know the injured the injured uh
0: yeah
1: uh, soldiers and whatnot like yeah. that was really what made me believe that he was enlisting by choice you know because she's like Are you really sure you want to do this and he's like listen mm-hmm. I was fucked up. Why did not you do that to me? <laughs> you know, I've already oh, committed okay. to this. I'm already in this, you know? And and are obvious contention between the Marines and the Navy and, like, I don't know. Yeah. They, they were all things that seemed...
0: I think it was secondary. I think yeah. primarily there was a disconnect. There was a forced disconnect with Hop and the military. Like, yeah. the military is the other. I, I am not the military, but there's this part of me that has to be. And so it's it's like... You got to pick a side. So he's going to no. be a marine, but what does that mean? He doesn't know because he's not a marine yet. You know, like no. the whole the whole thing is foreign to him. And no. then it's like he's, you start to see what war is. You start to see the soldiers coming back in in boxes or missing limbs, and he just denies that reality. It's denialism, no. and that's why I think they have no problem. Trying to swindle these sailors because they've written them off as kind of the enemy, the other guys. But eventually, you know, they're gonna have to join the ranks of somebody.
1: Damn, man, that pool game was so intense. Like yeah. I, I almost started smoking again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough. It was From rough. What you
2: just said Reese though, that just uh that makes it so much more. That scene That makes it seem so much more clever of how they worked in the the scene uh-huh. um, with the wounded soldiers.
0: Okay. Good. Because
2: because um, when yeah. they were when they made the movie, they wanted the that point of uh, showing showing war. You know, post war uh-huh. as the soldiers anyway. Post war. Yeah. The wounded soldiers. Uh, them coming back, um, it was just – I thought that was a really clever way. If if they had to jump through that many hoops to get to that point mm-hmm. again, you know what I'm saying, to show more of it. Yeah. For that point. Um, so, I, yeah, whatever. I, I just think that was really interesting.
0: Good, so clever. I did want to
1: make one, one, one side note, a little bit more realistic, sombering
0: oh, please. political
1: note. Feel, please please feel free to... Insert to cut it. this out if it's too much.
0: Insert it. Okay, what?
1: Yeah. I just, I mean, you know what's, what's really fucked up, okay? Okay. So this movie takes place in 1942. Yeah. Okay?
0: Yeah.
1: And Nick is trying to afford an abortion for his for his girlfriend before he leaves for war. Uh-huh. And right now, the state of Ohio is pushing to make abortions basically illegal. Okay. It's just, I just, I... I don't know. That's a funny commentary on on how far Uh we've come, in in quotes, in the last 70 or 35 years, depending on what your perspective is, whether you want to go by the film date or the the perspective Uh of the movie date.
0: Yeah, but to be fair, I think Ohio has pretty much always been trying to make abortion illegal.
1: Sure, yeah. (laughs) Just, you know.
0: Uh, All right, so Hop then decides... To ask Caddy for the money to help him get the money together so Nikki can get the abortion for Sally. Because yeah, after
1: Nick basically threatened her.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That's, Nick that's Nick, Nick explodes on her, and then and then Hop tries to clean it up, tries <laughs> to <Just laughs> settle things, and like, okay, look, look, you're rich, you got money, like, could you think you should help us out? And then she feels guilty. Yeah, which she then decides to steal a necklace from the Richie Rich house where her mom's a maid gets caught but then cries enough to convince what's her name to loan her the money Alice Alice, Alice
1: yeah. who was introduced earlier just mm-hmm. vaguely and you'd have no idea who Alice is she's just hanging out with this
0: well Alice. I think there's enough there's enough context to know so anyway I,
1: I, I yeah sure
0: alright but I, I get you question at this
1: point is she the maid but yeah
0: Okay, all right. Then we get abortion clinic time.
1: Trailer park in the woods. Uh huh. Thus proving that things really the haven't changed that much. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> and then it's it's kind of dark at that point. You know, afterwards Sally is, uh, you is, not looking well, and it looks like no. she's traumatized and sick, and they're very concerned for her, um, and you feel just kind of gross watching that, and then as They're driving off.
1: Nick always plays the dick characters Yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we get the climax of the movie where Caddy finally explodes and reveals that she's not actually rich. And she's been putting this on just because she didn't want to disappoint Hop. And basically she breaks up with him. And that's a very important scene, very well acted. And right after that, Hop then breaks up his bromance with Nikki. But uh, not for long.
1: Yeah, because Nicki makes everybody a dick.
0: Yeah, just yeah. like him. But in that scene, it seems like Hop is able to get through to Nikki.
1: And then... well, the, the, yeah, like mm-hmm. the whole the whole breakup scene and everything. Like that's this was the first point. Like because I I think that's kind of critical too is how well like Nick's character kind of bled off onto him. So yeah. this was the only point in time where he really lost his shit too. Right. Hop's, you know, he grabs her by the arm and is like really. Yeah. Like throwing her around, like right after going through all this stuff, and like trying to rise above, trying to be the better person. You're right. And then he's just like, couldn't deal with it either. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're right. I didn't think about that either. Totally. Yeah. Well, uh, it's
2: it, it's like he built up all that aggression and needed to, and and, and he was just very vulnerable in the moment to yeah. be yeah. taking it to 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 get to get it out in a in a better right. way, you know.
1: It was, well, another yeah. one of those undertones of like all of the stress of like realizing that, you know, there's there's just this constant counting clock, you know, they're they're constantly mentioning the amount of time until he leaves. Yeah. You know, it starts off that like it's only a few months away. I leave in a month, you know, it's a few weeks from now. Mm-hmm. There's just this constant like reminder of, of how yeah. short that time is. Right, and the trains come
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, that would that would've yeah, that would have been a lot built up at once and mm-hmm. it would have been crazy and it's also
1: like going through that entire situation you know and like wondering how it is you would respond to that and how it is you would deal with that
0: yeah but this is the climax because this is this is when the characters have the biggest uh, change um it's when i think nikki realizes that the way he's living his life is destructive it's hurting other people um and just like what you said about hop and that's what allows them to reconnect And become friends again, and And, then
1: maybe well, it takes Hop kind of like confronting him and like fucking knocking him out and being like, "Dude, get your shit together, yeah, because you're bleeding off into me, and I'm not gonna deal with it anymore, right? Because I don't want to be a dirtbag like you are,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, and maybe it made Nikki realize, Jesus, like this guy and and his girlfriend are gonna be this this loyal to me, like." How can I, you know, if they're that good of friends, how can I just make them ever do anything like that for me again? I owe them so much, Mm -hmm. you know? You didn't
1: even walk her to the door, Nikki. You didn't even walk her to, you didn't even open the door for her, man. She just had an abortion for you. You didn't even open the door for her. That's right.
0: (laughs) You didn't even open the door for her, Nikki. Girl just had an abortion. You can't even get out of the car and open the door for her. That's right. Rusty James.
1: Uh, yeah, and crazy.
0: then and then Hop gets back with Caddy you know it's kind of cute and you feel relieved like oh okay they are gonna get together and then you have that final fateful scene at the train station where the war train takes off and the boys are just standing there and their parents are like you better go you, you better get on the train cause oh my god they're gonna come after you if, if you don't get on the train and they're like yeah we chase trains, bitch. And then that rap song starts playing. You know how, like most movies now, they end with a rap song. You know how that's—it's a good movie if it ends with a hip-hop song. Like, oh, we got the train coming. We got a train. We're gonna run, chase a train. We're gonna jump on that train. And then they they run and they chase a train and jump on it and then the movie's over.
1: I did really like Nick's bow tie in that last scene, though.
0: Oh, he had a bow tie.
1: Yeah, he had a really he had a nice bow tie. I want one.
0: I, I'm gonna have to look at that again. I like bow ties because I like bow tie pasta. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's uh, racing with the moon racing with the moon did we see the moon in the movie
1: uh no so actually the the title um was based on a song of the same name it was supposed to play during the ending of the movie but we got a rap song Um, but they felt like it didn't fit so they scrapped it
2: (laughs) so they just ripped them off for the title
1: yeah
0: do you think that rap part is that i did is funny enough to keep in or is, is it just stupid
1: I think that you'll have a better judge of that whenever you go back and re-listen to it.
0: <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's already wasted, apparently. Yeah, he
1: already said I'm fucked. Yeah.
0: The way I want to um, wrap this up is, uh, I just want your guys's final thoughts on the movie. I, I know we all liked it. Uh, is there anything so, left to add about it?
1: All right. So, honestly, like my opinion when it comes to how I actually liked the movie. Um, honestly, like. It didn't live up to rumble Fish for me okay um it's it, it was good um i think i liked it i think i liked it better than valley girl um sorry <laughs> sorry kevin smith <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but uh I, there was just there was a lot of things that and i i don't know through some of this discussion like maybe i i i received a little bit of those feelings because i understand that there's a lot more like metaphorical stuff that i might not have grasped quite as well. Okay. I understood the surrealism a lot more of Rumblefish than I really understood the metaphors in this movie. That's fair. Um
0: Rumblefish is a good movie, so
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey and this one wasn't bad. And I and I think like there was really a lot of good acting on point. And I think if we're gonna really base this around Cage as far as like my 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 cage impressions. Yeah. Um I feel like his character was just was just his his character in rumble fish with more screen time okay you know with 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 more of a role yeah um and and i i think that uh i think he did good but i i just i don't know there were there were there were moments of him that were just they were really on point there were moments of him that were very Mm -hmm. distracting okay i guess
0: all right would you recommend this movie
1: as an overall, I would recommend it. I think it's I think it's a good film. It's worth watching. Um, yeah. I just I I think that uh Rumblefish would be above this one in my books.
0: Okay, Kevin, how about you? Uh, you
2: you're basically asking do I like the
0: film? I'm asking uh, well, let me ask you more specifically. Uh, how do you think Cage did in this movie?
2: I think um, I think he did really well, but I think basically it was his role that he was it was like his playground you know it was basically how he uh, I don't know like I think they they threw him in a role that he, they knew he would be perfect for just because okay. he he would be able to do whatever he wanted to and
0: act however he wanted because yeah.
2: and out, outrageous because he, he drank all the time for
0: one thing yeah but this is a positive though you thought it worked it ended up working well for the movie
2: Yeah, and I I don't think he really... I don't think he had to try super hard. He just had to be cagey.
0: Yeah, all right. Very cool. Would you recommend this movie?
2: Absolutely. I really like this movie a lot. All
0: right, great. So it looks like we will have some contenders for the best of the five Nick Cage films we watch this season.
1: Spoilers. Spoilers.
0: So, Steve can you inform us what the next movie is that we will be watching together? Insert that for me.
1: We're, we're going to watch it together?
0: Well, not together. I mean, separately, but I guess we'll Separ- talk about
1: Separately, it. but together.
0: Separately, but together. Yeah, I mean, we're talking surrealism yeah. here.
1: That's right, right. That's right. So, actually, the movie coming up after this is called The Cotton Club.
0: Oh. What's that about, Steve?
1: So, uh, again, just the the quick uh, two-sentence.
0: God, that sounds boring. I the fucking hate club. you. The Cotton it's, Club? Uh, the
1: Cotton Club was a famous nightclub in Harlem.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: The story follows the people who visited the club, those who ran it, and is peppered with the jazz music that made it so famous. <sighs> it is another Francis Ford Coppola movie. All right. You know, he wanted to make sure he got his stuff in. All right. Um,
0: well, at least we know it's probably going to be a good movie.
1: and we got some good name, some good big name actors again: Richard Gere, Diane Lane.
0: Richard Gere.
1: Uh, Richard Gere is the is the lead role.
2: Oh, I oh his man. hair, I wonder if his hair had
1: color
0: then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think so. I think so. Man. Who else is in this? Uh, Bob Hoskins.
0: Bob Hoskins. Who else?
1: Yeah. Oh is
0: Nicolas Cage in it?
1: Nicholas Cage isn't it. Oh That's thank God. why we're watching it. Yeah. All Jesus. Yeah. Right.
0: Now I'm super excited. <laughs> this is just
2: Wow. Him and Richard Gere. I can't even see the two in the same film. I can't you know, either.
0: Like, no, I Gregory can't either. Hines. This is totally wow. tripendicular right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> totally tripendicular.
0: Awesome. So the next movie we'll be watching is The Cotton Club. The Cotton Club.
1: Cotton Club. The Cotton Club.
0: All right. I'm super excited. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Late Night Cage Fight and joining us for this discussion of Racing with the Moon. We will catch you next time with our ultra review of The Cotton Club on Late Night Cage Fight. This is Reese, Steve, and Kevin signing off. Peace. <laughs> you had to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Merry, yes. Merry I did. Christmas, you filthy animal.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Late night, cage, fine.